We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lourdes by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lourdesdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Good morning, everyone. Today, what I, I want to reflect with you about is the hierarchy of loves. Really important topic. As I often say, for most of us, the place of our faith, where we get in trouble, the places in life where we are not in line with God, usually it's not because we really desire something really evil. Or at least it doesn't start that way. But oftentimes what does happen is that the hierarchy of goods in our lives are out of sync. And we'll talk about that today. We all know there's a hierarchy of goods. We all know that, right? We know that some things in life are more important than others. Some things are greater than others. So if, you, uh, if you're hanging out with a, I don't know, some people at night, you have a dinner party or someone from our choir, you know, and, and they say, don't you just love box cello concertos? And you're like, you've never heard them, but you're like, oh. Are there, are there even words? And you whisper to your husband, you're like, go change the music right now. Take Britney Spears out. Right? And we know that. We know this with all kinds of things. There's a hierarchy in literature, right? Sometimes we're not there yet. I'm not there yet. Sometimes we don't appreciate higher things the way we should, right? And so you know, right, people talk about, you know, there's that great line about the definition of a classic is a book that everyone loves but no one has read, right? We all know that. And so you talk to people and they'll say, oh, don't you just love the Brothers Karamazov? And you're like, do we even need to talk about this? I would never consider reading Twilight. I would never. I would never do that, right? There is a hierarchy of goods. There absolutely is. Now, being a Christian does not mean being a cultured person. It's not the same thing. That's not what it is. But I want you to see this. There are some things in life more important than others, and you and I get in trouble sometimes, not because we want to do bad things, but because we love lesser things more than greater things. Another easy example of this would be, I don't know, let's say you love golf. There's nothing wrong with loving golf. Nothing wrong with it. But if you love it more than your children, that's a real problem. And that actually is a serious problem. And so we, we want to we get into that today. So here's what happened when Adam and Eve sinned. What happened is there's three powers in your soul. If you've gone to RCIA with me, you know this. Your soul has three powers within it. You have an intellect, which is how you can know things. You have a will, which is how you choose things. And then the third is your passions. And your passions are not things that you choose they're things that move you. So hunger or thirst or fear or anger, 
right? Certain attractions and desires are lusts. Those are passions. And those are part of your soul. And so St. Augustine says that when Adam and Eve sinned, what happened was your intellect and your will are higher than your passions. Right? Our, what should happen in our souls is we say, I know what the truth is and I want to do it, and so I'm going to choose what my intellect sees. I know this is the truth, so I choose the truth, and my passions should fall in line. But what Augustine says has happened in the fall, and it's so true, is that our lower power, our passions, now rebels against our higher powers. Right? Your passions rebel against your intellect and your will. We'll get to that in a second. And Augustine says that's fitting. It was a fitting punishment for us because mankind, who is the lower creature, rebelled against the higher, which was God. So the lower rebelled against the higher when man rebelled against God. And now inside of your soul, the lower powers rebel against the higher one. Let me demonstrate this for you. In RCIA, I always tell this story, and I love it because it throws someone else under the bus besides me. So my, my good friend, Father Peter, it's about him. He has a, this great story. So Father Peter, I love, you know, simple story, but he had a long day. You know, it's just a hard day. He's been working hard. He comes home, and he's, man, I am just so exhausted. I'm just going to sit down for a few minutes. And then there's this stroke of brilliance, and he remembers that in his kitchen, he has a brand new big carton of double-stuffed Oreos, right? Amazing. So Father Peter said to himself, I know that I'm supposed, I had a rough day, I, it seems like I deserve two double-stuffed Oreos, right? Two double-stuffs. I deserve that. I'm a priest, work hard, Etc. 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 And so Peter, Father Peter, goes into his kitchen. He grabs the carton of Oreos, and you can imagine two hours later, right? Not all is well at the priest's house, right? Starting to feel sick. He ate the entire carton of double stuff Oreos, which is disordered. Why are you laughing? Here's the thing. Think about what just happened in that moment is that Father Peter knows, he knows that, he, that two is good. He knows that. But there's something lower in him. There's this passion, there's a desire that makes him say, nope, you know what? I'm going to go past two and I'm going to put this above what I know is right. And so in that moment, I'm sure Father Peter quoted St. Paul in Romans 7. Right, he ate his, you know, 40th double stuff, and he said, I do not understand my own actions, <laughs> for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate, 40th double stuff. We all do this, don't we? I'll confess to you, just to throw myself under the bus too, last night, I had two bowls of ice cream. I was sitting at home, and you know how, like, your passions just cry out to you, right? And my freezer last night was like, Brian, 
guy. <laughs> You're a good priest. <laughs> Come to the freezer. <laughs> and I totally did. Here's the thing. Today what I want to show you is that where we get in trouble is that we have to put first things first. And there are, there are loves in your life that you must discipline because otherwise they will take over. There are loves in your life that you must discipline or they will take over. There are a hierarchy of goods. There are a hierarchy of loves. And here's the problem. If we are honest with ourselves, there are things that we love more than him. And that's not okay. It's not okay. Brothers and sisters, you might say, well, God's a good guy. You know, he understands. I don't have to go to church on Sunday. God's merciful. He's good. I've got a tea time at 9 a.m. That's not okay. You're putting a lesser good above a greater good. God himself, God is truth. He is goodness. He is beauty. Imagine saying that. Substitute one of those words. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to care about truth, but I have a tea time. Brothers and sisters, there are loves in your life that are going to compete to become everything. And I am guilty of that. Right? In my life, there's a temptation to say, Brian, love comfort. There's nothing I love more than comfort. Love your own pleasures, right? Your own entertainments, your own ego. Those things compete in our lives, and we have got to put them where they belong. You have to do that. So I have a bunch of quotes for you today. Probably too many, but deal with it. That's how I roll. St. Ignatius, when he wrote the spiritual exercises, which are one of the most important things in the life of the church, St. Ignatius says this. He wrote them, and it's very simple. He says, the spiritual exercises, which have as their purpose... The conquest of self. I love that. If you're going to be a Christian, today Jesus says, if any man loves father and mother or brother and sister more than me, he cannot be my disciple. If anyone does not pick up his cross and come follow after me, he cannot be my disciple. If any man does not renounce all he possesses, he cannot be my disciple. What is it that you love more than Jesus Christ? You've got to take that thing, whatever it is, and you have to cast it out. The spiritual exercises which have as their purpose the conquest of self and the regulation of one's life in such a way that no decision is made under the influence of any inordinate attachment. 
Listen to that again. The spiritual exercises which have as their purpose the conquest of self and the regulation of one's life in such a way that no decision is made under the influence of any inordinate attachment. In other words, you got to put first things first. And an ordinate attachment means, what if right now, or what if tonight, what if after Mass, I go, I'm out and I'm, I don't know, I don't really like golf. Maybe I'm throwing the Frisbee or football in the parking lot or something, and my phone rings, and someone's dying. And I say, oh, okay, God's a good God, I'm throwing the football. And so I'm going to stay and throw the football. We would all know, we would say, Father Brian, you chump. Some things are more important than others. Brothers and sisters, there are loves in your life that want to be in first place. They want to take over. They want you to love them more than you love God, and that's part of original sin. And you have to learn to put them in their place. In our gospel today, Jesus talks about all these things. We skipped a section, though, that goes hand in hand with what he said today. Right? Today, Jesus says, you've got to love me more than your family. But right before this, we skip this. The lectionary does. It says, Jesus tells a parable of a great banquet, and he invites all of these people. And the king, it's a king who goes out and invites them. And he sends his servants out and they invite all these people invited to this tremendous banquet. And so in Luke 14, 18, it says, they all began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. What's your excuse for why you don't love God? Brothers and sisters, there's a hierarchy of goods. And it would be the greatest tragedy ever if you chose something lesser than God and loved it more than him. And I wish the Christian life didn't require you to discipline those loves, but it does. The world wants your entire heart, soul, mind, and body. This is reason number 899, or whatever number we're on, why Sunday Mass is a commandment of God. I love, I love God. I, oh, I'm so spiritual. I think about him all the time. But Sunday mornings, I love to sleep. If you do not renounce all that you have, you cannot be my disciple. Brothers and sisters, there's a battle for our hearts. There is a battle for it. And it does not work if you just have good intentions. Those other loves in your life must be put in their proper order. And no one, no one will put God first in their life. No one. 
unless you discipline your other loves. Okay, so today's intense homily is sponsored by St. Augustine. If you haven't read the Confessions of St. Augustine, it's not an easy book. It is a challenge. So I don't blame you, but it is so beautiful. Right? There's a reason why Augustine still speaks to people today. Augustine, and and his whole life, Augustine's life is a story of that battle. There's all these different things he fell in love with. And then the love of God broke into his life and there was a battle about which love was going to be on top. And the biggest one that Augustine had to discipline in his life was lust. And he's very honest and open about that in the Confessions. And he talks about how his lust enslaved him and he had a really hard time letting go of it. At one point he says this, He says, I stood on the brink of resolution, waiting to take a fresh breath. I tried again and again and came a little nearer to my goal and then a little nearer still so that I could almost reach out and grasp it. Have you been there? Have you been in that place where you feel like you're so close to loving God more? You're so close to taking your faith seriously. But there's this battle inside of you. If you haven't been there, I bet you haven't been trying. I tried again and again, came closer. I could almost reach out and grasp it, but I did not reach it. I could not reach out to it or grasp it because I held back from the step I love this, by which I should die to death and become alive to life. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing more foolish than loving an earthly thing more than a heavenly thing. People will tell you the Christian life means that you have to embrace things that aren't really that great so that you can someday die and go to heaven. That is not true. The love of God is the most joyful, beautiful, freedom-giving thing you will ever encounter, and it will set you free. And it will give you joy and peace, and it will give you a love that you never dreamed was possible. And the tragedy is that you and I love lesser things more than greater things. Augustine goes on, and then I relate to this so much. He says, I was held back by mere trifles, the most paltry inanities, all of my old attachments. Right? When you say, Jesus, I want to give you my life. I want to give you my heart. I want to break from my old self, the old habits that were there. I want to put you first And there's that little piece of your flesh that says, no, 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 no. Double stuff Oreos, right? And usually something darker than that. They plucked at my garment of flesh and whispered. Just like food can call out, but Augustine here is talking about lust. That's what he's talking about. And he says this, he says, they whispered to me, 
Are you going to dismiss us? From this moment, we shall never be with you again forever and ever. From this moment, you will never again be allowed to do this thing or that thing forevermore. What things? What, what is it you won't be able to do? He says, things so sordid and so shameful. So sordid and so shameful that I beg you in your mercy. I beg you in your mercy to keep the soul of your servant free from them. There's a, there's a huge battle inside of you. There is a battle for our hearts and our souls. There's a battle, brothers and sisters, for your loves. And you cannot be a Christian if you don't enter that battle. Maybe for some of you it's lesser things. Maybe it's just shopping. I don't know. But God, anyone who tells you God does not want your whole life is a liar. And you do not listen to that person. Anyone who tells you that Christ does not want your thoughts, that you can do everything the world does and be a good Christian, anyone who tells you that, you stop listening to them. Because Jesus wants everything. He wants your Friday nights. He wants your Sunday mornings. He wants your sin to be gone. And he does not put up with rivals. He demands everything. Brothers and sisters, today, that's the challenge that Jesus puts to us. Is he number one in your life? Are you engaged in that battle? And if you're in that battle, if you're not in it, get in it. Get in the battle. Stop loving material things and pleasures and comfort more than God. And if you're in the battle, make that leap like Augustine did. He made that leap and he said, I know, Lord, these things keep clinging to me, but I don't want them anymore. I want to put Christ first. Jesus says to us today, whoever of you does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Jesus, may you be our everything. And in that passage, it does not just mean material possessions. Lord, may you be the one who is greater than any of my relationships. And if any one of them tries to take your place, may I renounce it. Jesus, may we love you above all things. May you be first in our lives. May you give us that joy that you gave St. Augustine. And Lord, may we truly be your disciples.